And now please welcome Danny with the message. Good morning. I agree with the others. I love doing these baptism services. They're just exciting. It's, it's good to see people who, who have come to that, that place where not just willing to say privately and in their own hearts that they're wanting to follow Jesus, but, but doing it publicly. There's something very special about that. So let's go ahead and begin. I'm going to just share. It'll be... Uh, more brief than usual. <laughs> I hear the snickering among some of you. <laughs> you don't think I can do it. We're going <laughs> we're, we're gonna to just look a little bit about, at the topic of baptism, and then we'll go ahead and, and proceed with the baptisms and, and some more worship. But let's go ahead and start with a word of prayer. Father, I thank you so much for this day. Lord, it was just such a, a delight last night to to see uh, six people baptized. We'll see more this morning and at both services. Lord, won't you allow there just to be a spirit of, of thanksgiving, celebration. We, we just say thank you, Jesus, for your pursuit of our lives and pursuit of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let me start by sort of defining what baptism is. Baptism is a an outward expression of an inward decision, of an inward reality. It's not that much different than, than a wedding ceremony. A wedding ceremony is a, a public display. It's, it's when two individuals who have come to, to love each other and who have made a decision to, to live the rest of their lives together, but it's not just something they want to do behind the scenes, so they have a wedding ceremony to say, we want our friends and our relatives and, and, and folks to be able to see this commitment, to see what's in our hearts publicly displayed and, and acted out, if you will, to those around. And, and baptism is the same way. Baptism gives an opportunity for individuals to, to say, I've come into a, a connection, a relationship with Jesus, not a relationship with theology, not a relationship with, with the Bible, but I've come into a relationship with the one that this book points to, speaks of. I've come into a personal relationship with Jesus in such a way that it compels me not just to, to make, a, make some room in my life for spiritual things, but this relationship is, is so significant this relationship is so real and substantive that I want to surrender my life. I want to be able to give my life to him in such a way that for the rest of my life, my choice is as best as I'm able to, to walk in a path that he has set for me, to be able to go on this journey with him by his power, by his grace, so that I could capture those, those things, those purposes, those plans that he has purposed in his heart for this life. So baptism is, is far more than just a, a religious ceremony. It's not something done because a person reaches a certain age. It's not something done because, well, all of my friends are doing it. It's not something done because because 
parents or spouses or, or whomever encourage it. Baptism is something that is, is uniquely personal between the individual and Jesus that has opportunity to be proclaimed to friends and family and, and to the church family. You know, in, in the early church, there was a phrase we, we read in, in a lot of the early church writings and the early church fathers. There was a phrase that was frequently used. And it was one Christian going to others and, and reminding them and saying, remember your baptism. That would be, be said frequently during church services. It would be said frequently when they would meet on the street and, and have to sort of keep silent and not want others to know that, that uh, because of persecution. But they would whisper to each other, remember your baptism. Remember your baptism. And it wasn't just some kind of nostalgic appeal, you know. Wasn't that a nice day? Wasn't that a lot of fun? You know, we went out to uh, Cracker Barrel after the baptism. They would call for one another to remember the baptism because the baptism, the act of baptism, cat was a, a, was a, a picture, it was a, uh, a demonstration of a reality that has tremendous power in an individual's life if they do consider it, if they do think about it, if they remember not just what they did on that day, but why they were baptized. Baptism has an ability to, to center us, to call us back to certain realities that help us know who we are and maybe more importantly why we are so christians would often say to one another remember your baptism for the value of 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 coming to that that recognition that we are a people who are the focus of god's attention and god's affection and it's not as though, as I said earlier, it's not as though we have decided to, to fit God into our lives. But we remember our baptism because it brings to light that we have made a decision to embrace the life that he's designed for us, not to ask him to fit into the life that we have chosen and the path that we have, have uh, set out. In my office, there's a picture of, of my baptism, which occurred just about exactly 45 years ago. It'll be 45 years ago in about two or three weeks. Why don't you put that picture up? I, I remember my baptism. I, I, re, I remember my hair. <laughs> and and it, you can go ahead and take that down now. But it's... <laughs> Frequently, I'll, I'll look up and I'll see that picture on the wall of my office. And, and again, I, I, it was a wonderful day. I had become a Christian. I, I, I grew up in a Jewish home, and I, I basically, by the time I went to college, I was an atheist. At 19 years old, I had a, a powerful, dramatic encounter with God, with Jesus. And two weeks later, I, I got baptized. And as I look at that picture, as I remember not only what went on that day, but I remember 
why I chose to be baptized, what led up to it, what was I saying, even though at that time I had just a, a, a far more limited understanding theologically than I do now, that baptism, again, it helps me, it's like a plumb line. It helps me to, to know, okay, I need to be reminded regularly of what this life of mine is about. Because in, in looking at that picture, I, I remember the fact that, that I didn't somehow have this, this pursuit of Jesus where I, I studied and I was exploring and trying to find out, you know, is he real, is he not real? But my baptism reminds me that it was Jesus that pursued me. It was Jesus that captured me. It wasn't that out of my great wisdom I said, I think I will make room for Jesus. It wasn't because, because I was so desperate for some spirituality in my life that I chose to follow Jesus. I was utterly lost. But Jesus saw me. Jesus pursued me. Unbeknownst to me, Jesus cornered me. So at a, a, at a point in time, all I could see was the grace that he was offering, the forgiveness that he was willing to provide me for, for my brokenness, and the reality that it, it wasn't something that I deserved, it wasn't something that I earned, but it was rooted in his great love for me. And even just saying that, it, it's hard for, for me to form those words. Because why would God have a great love for me? Well, the same reason he has a great love for you. The same reason why he pursued you. Now, you may think, well, I grew up in a Christian home. It wasn't like God pursued me. I, it just is what my parents introduced me to. Or, or maybe you did go into a, a time where you were examining world religions and so on. But rest assured... If you have made a decision to follow Jesus, it's not because of your uh, astute uh, abilities and, and, and studies. It's not because of your wisdom to know that this will be a good thing for your life. It was because Jesus saw you. He saw you before you were even created. He had a purpose and a plan for your life. And he captured your life, brought you into his purposes. And today... We have opportunity. We'll be baptizing, I think, four people this morning. They'll be able to say, I today am choosing to surrender my life to Jesus. I'm choosing today to receive his, his gift of forgiveness. But I want to challenge anyone here who has made that decision to follow Jesus, and, and you were baptized in the past, I want you to remember your baptism today as we watch others go into the waters. I want you to remember the reality of what grabbed your heart and what motivated you to, to surrender your life to him. There are times where God may seem real far away, where, where life can be very difficult, Remember your baptism. God pursued you. God chose you. And though in this season it may 
feel like life is so cluttered, it's, it's hard to, to see where he is. Remember your baptism. He grabbed hold of your life. And even though you may feel like, I, I, I don't sense his presence in this moment, he is no further away from you now than when you'll be face to face with him someday in the future. There, there are times where you may feel, I've so failed God, I've, I've, I've fallen, I've stumbled, I've gotten off the path. Remember your baptism. Remember your baptism. Because in baptism, we, we are giving a, an outward picture of this inward reality that just as Jesus went into the grave and was buried. Jesus arose out of that grave because though he knew no sin, he loved us so much that he was willing to take on our sins and pay the price, not for his, he was without sin, but he was willing to pay a price for our sins, because the Bible declares, God declared that the, the penalty, the consequence of sin is death, not just physical, but spiritual death, spiritual separation from God. But then God stepped off the throne and said, the penalty for sin is death, but I love you, and I'll pay the penalty. So when a person comes to Christ, when a person is baptized, they're saying, I identify myself with what Jesus did. That I take hold of the fact that just as he went into the ground and arose again, demonstrating that he has authority to pay for sins, he has the power to overcome even death, we publicly display and... and, and testify that I've taken personal ownership. I've accepted that free gift. You know, it's interesting that we read in, in Acts, we've been reading through Acts, and in Acts chapter 22, the last chapter we looked at, we see Paul, the Apostle Paul, remembering his, his baptism. He had been converted dramatically and, and, and blinded. And, and if you remember, a, a Christian came to him. His name was uh, Ananias. And Ananias goes to, uh, to Paul in Acts chapter 22 in verse 16. He, he says, Paul, God has plans for your life. And then in verse 16, look what he says. You can throw that verse up there, Laurie. He, it says, and now what are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized, and wash your sins away, calling on his name. Ananias said, listen, you have in your heart surrendered to Christ. He's captured you. You've said yes to the gift of forgiveness. What are you waiting for? Proclaim it to everybody else through this, this, this ceremony, this sacrament of baptism. He says, to, uh, Ananias said to Paul, be baptized and wash your sins away. There's a picture in baptism of the cleansing power of being connected to Jesus. That even when we feel guilty, we can remember our baptism 
and remember, no, though I feel this weight of guilt, years ago, I was baptized. Because the reality is, though I may in this moment feel remorse for, for what I've done appropriately, this sin has been paid for. It's been washed away. Ananias went on with Paul and said, and call upon his name. And he wasn't just saying, go ahead and, and uh, call out to God and worship God. He was talking about, Paul, you in baptism will not only receive forgiveness, but in you are saying that my life now is inseparably connected to Jesus. That I am calling on his name. What is true of him, I'm taking hold for my own life. I remember growing up, I grew up in New York, right outside New York City, and, and this will date me, but there are times when I was real small, I might have been six or seven years old, my father would, would say, hey Danny, go down to the, to the there's a drugstore, sort of like they sold everything, but they called it a drugstore. Go down to the drugstore, and he had me go out and you know, buy cigarettes. That, you know, or Can you imagine nowadays a six-year-old going, not only would he send me out to get the cigarettes, not only would they give me the cigarettes, <laughs> but I'd walk in there and I'd say, like a pack of marble, <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> give me the cigarettes, six years old. And then I'd say, put it on the Meyer tab. And they would. I just would say, you know, put it on the Meyer tab. Because my, my father was known there. And they would, I would just say, he'll take care of it. That gives a picture of what we're talking about when we're saying, call upon his name. In other words, as we are baptized, as we give our lives to Christ, we're saying, what is true of Jesus, I'm taking hold of that. I'm identifying myself with that. It's true of me. Oh, I know that I'm broken. I know that I sin. But I can put it on his tab. I can say, Jesus died, and his death has paid for, for this sin. Baptism actually, baptism literally means to identify with. That's the best translation because there's no English word for baptism. It's just a transliteration. But baptism means to identify with, to submerse yourself with. Paul talks in one of his letters, the letter to the Roman church, about chapter 6, how what is true of Jesus is true of us. He, he paints a picture for us. It would be as though if this piece of paper was us. This is you. And this Bible represents Jesus. What the scriptures teach is that in baptism we're demonstrating the fact that we've been immersed. We've been identified with Jesus. So just as I put that paper in this in this Bible. Now, if I put this Bible over here on the floor, where, where is the paper? 
It's on the floor. If I take this Bible and hold it up high, where, where are you? Where, where's the paper? It's being held up high. And if we've been identified with Jesus and he died for our sins, where were we? We died in Christ. His death is attributed to us. And if Jesus rose again and came out of the grave, where were we? We rose again with Christ because we have called upon his name. We've identified ourselves with him. What is true of Jesus has been attributed to our account. And throughout the scriptures, there are so many pictures and analogies, metaphors that, that God wants to point us to this reality that we have forgiveness of sins in Jesus Christ. Not because we earned it, but because of what he has done that's been attributed, that has been placed on our account. We, we, we take communion. It's a picture that we are taking, identifying ourselves with the body and the blood of Jesus that was was shed for our sins. And in baptism, we are saying, I am connecting, identifying myself as I go into the water, just as Jesus went into the grave. I know that Jesus arose from the grave, and I am identifying myself with that reality too. So we remember our baptism and what it points to, and how it centers us, how it helps us to remember the reality in those difficult times, those dark times, or those lonely times. It helps us to be reminded. And again, I want to charge every one of you, as we watch these folks get baptized this morning, we had, like I said, we had about five or six last night, another four or five this service, another five or so next service. I want us to remember our baptisms. Remember that God's love is so compelling that at that point we said, I want to surrender my life to Jesus. All that I am, all that I can have, all that I will be, I give it to him like change in his pocket. He could spend me any way he wants because I'm not fitting him into my life. I'm surrendering to the life that he has set before me. And then to the best of my ability, by his grace, I'm going to hold on to him and walk with him and find what he has for me. What, what can be more exciting, more real, more more valuable than that. To, to connect with the one who created you 
and allow him to walk you into the purposes for which you were created. So how are we going to go about it? We're going to go ahead, and I'm going to here in a few minutes call the individuals up to the front who are going to be baptized. And we're going to engage in a, actually it's a, a ceremony they did in the early church. In the first century, we read a, a liturgy of the baptismal service. And, and essentially what they did is they would, they would have those who are going to be baptized line up. And there would be one individual, one pastor, one elder, one individual from the church stand on one side, and that person would represent Satan. And that person would ask, do you renounce the world? Do you renounce? Do you turn away from your flesh that fallen part of your life? Do you turn against Satan? And then they would, in the first century, they would affirm that they were turning against the world, the flesh, and the devil. And the person would say, spit, thus declaring war on Satan. We'll forego the spitting. And then they would make an about face, because that's what repentance is. It's turning around. They turn around, and then another individual would ask them, do you affirm your faith in Jesus? Do you take hold today? acknowledging the forgiveness, the free gift of forgiveness of sins. Do you surrender your life to him? They would acknowledge that, and then they would be brought into the waters, and we're going to do that ceremony minus the spitting. <laughs> and then we'll bring each individual into the, into the baptismal waters. We're going to worship as they are baptized and celebrate the reality, not only the reality that they're, they're proclaiming through baptism, but the reality for those of us who are baptized, okay? And, and I'm going to give an opportunity, actually, if you're here today and you, maybe you didn't sign up to be baptized, but this sounds like a pretty good deal. You want to receive that gift of forgiveness of sins. You want to surrender your life to Jesus. All you have to do is call upon his name as well, and we're going to invite you to come up after I bring them up, and you can stand here, and we'll baptize you, and we have... Uh, uh, sweatshirts and sweatpants that we'll give you so you have a nice dry set of clothes to go home with and uh, we'll, we'll give opportunity for anyone who wants to be baptized today if you're if you're over 10 years old we'd love to do that so let me go ahead and call on those who are going to be baptized this morning we have Lincoln Stevenson Tim Adams Kirsten uh, McNamara and Maddie Beener, why don't you come forward right now? And again, if you're here this morning and you realize, I, I never was baptized, or perhaps when I was baptized, it was just a religious ceremony. It wasn't because of a faith that I was putting in Jesus. I want to invite you to come forward right now, too. You're more than welcome to come up, and we'll have... A change of clothes for you as well but we're going to go ahead and ask you guys the question that has been asked to Christians for for 2,000 years that demonstrate the purpose and the reality of baptism where's Bill Bill won't you come on up you could stand on that side I'll stand on this side you guys won't spit <laughs> face Bill first face me Bill, look at Bill. it's all about me right now so is it your intention today to publicly acknowledge that you are turning away from the world, 
the flesh and Satan. Any responses? <laughs> yes? All right. If so, then make an about face, turning away, turning around to publicly uh, acknowledge a symbol of your repentance. And by going into the water and being baptized this morning, are you wanting to acknowledge to everyone here and to Jesus, to the angels that look on, that you are receiving that gift of forgiveness for every sin that you've ever committed in the past, every sin that you'll ever commit from today into the future, are you acknowledging that you're receiving forgiveness of sins? And are you acknowledging that you want to surrender your life to Jesus? All that you are, all that Jesus has given you, you're saying, Jesus, I want you to take hold of my life. Is that why you're getting baptized? Well, that's a good thing. Let me encourage you all. We're going to invite parents and friends, uh, folks from the church who would like to come up, and we're going to just pray for them for a few minutes before we bring them into the water. So uh, uh, if you'd like to come up, anyone who would like to pray for them, we'll just surround them. And let me encourage you guys to face that way. And maybe those praying for them can stand more behind them so that it's not just a crowd. So you all face the, the back of the room and we'll, we'll pray for you. ask, Lord, today that you would fill them with your spirit. Seal them by your spirit. Walk with them throughout the, all the days of their life. Father, I pray that for decades to come, they would be able to remember their baptism. Not just the, the, the joy of this occasion, but let them remember the reality that on this day they wanted to publicly say to friends, family, to their church family that I've made a decision to follow Jesus and not by my power but by His grace I'll walk with Him. I'll hold on to Him even as He has and will hold on to me. Bless them, Lord. Fill them with joy. Fill them with a, a sense of calling. Let them know your affection. In Jesus' name. Baptized, just go through that door right under that screen over there, and we'll bring you in one at a time into the uh, into the baptismal. And again, last call: if any of you want to be baptized, just follow them into that room. We'll get you all set. Continue to worship. I had the same sense last night that that. As I was sharing earlier about baptism and remembering your baptism, for some of you it was sort of bittersweet because I sense that you may remember a time in your life when there was lots of zeal, lots of enthusiasm, there was great excitement in your walk with the Lord. And over the years, 
life has just sort of been knocked out of you because of, of situations and circumstances and, and just difficulties in life, some no fault of your own, maybe it was self-inflicted, but you find yourself today in a, at a place where you just feel that the, the, the excitement, the enthusiasm for walking with Jesus has, has drained to, to some degree. And I believe God wants to, to bring a, a, a restoring of that kind of joy, of that kind of peace, that kind of expectation that you once had. So as we continue to worship, we got time here, as we continue to worship, I'm going to invite you to come forward. I believe the Lord wants to do some refreshing uh, this morning. So come on forward. Let's make sure that everybody that comes to the front has someone praying for them. God wants us to walk in, in a, a refreshing newness in our, in our time with Him, in our walk with Him. Come on forward. More and more of your presence, more of your grace, more of your power. Come, Lord, refresh, refill, refocus. Lord, lift us above the circumstances of life. We can see you. Father, come right now. Come with your presence. Come with your spirit. Come with your refreshing. Bless me, Lord Jesus. Go ahead and pray a, a benediction, a blessing over us. Let's just, you feel comfortable just to reach your hands out as, as though you're about to receive from Jesus. Father, we thank you so much for your call in our lives. Lord, we thank you for the gift of forgiveness. Father, we thank you even when we were lost, you pursued us. Even when we were purposely walking away from you, you chased after us. Come today, Lord. Come. Bring your presence and power. And Lord, release us this morning that we could walk in a, in a new realization your plans and your purposes and your presence. Lord, bless us as we seek to follow you this week. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you all. Give a special greeting to those who got baptized today and remember your baptism. God bless you guys.